How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome into the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Perloff, let's waste no time. We've got a Super Bowl champion on the line. We've got a former All-Pro, Pro Bowler of course, stand out at LSU as well. That's Andrew Whitworth, who's joining us on behalf of what else? Thursday night football streaming exclusively on Prime Video Thursday nights throughout the NFL season. Coverage for Thursday night's game on Prime Video begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time. Andrew, it's Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Thanks so much for joining us from like your office slash lair that you've got going mm-hmm. on. That is a cool setup. It is. You get really bored in retirement, you know. You got to make your office look good. So that's that's what I'm doing. Thank you, Maggie. That was that was an awesome intro. I appreciate it. Listen, I've done this a couple times, but we're glad to be able to talk to you about all things offensive line and more. Quick question from last night's game, okay? Chiefs Lions. A lot being made about Juwan Taylor and the right tackle and how he was lined up. Now, <laughs> this was, like, so yeah. big that Terry McCauley had to come on the broadcast and, like, describe it to everyone. Was it egregious how he was lined up, and should they have called it yeah. on that last drive? And, Andrew, would you still be playing if you were allowed to line up five feet behind the line of <laughs> scrimmage and start early every play? Let me tell you something. You can add that to the list, Andrew. I, I definitely would be playing if I could do that. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, I think the false start thing and the moving early, I, I think those things give you a lot harder for than people can understand for a line judge to really see because there's so much happening with motions and everything else a lot of the time and so many things they're watching. But when you talk about lining up deep, those were the worst part to me is that, I mean, he was definitely not within the center's waistline. Like a lot of people think of it as the football, but, but the actual rule is that the helmet has to break the waistline of the center. And to me, he was not very close on a lot of snaps and, I just, in my time playing, that used to be one of the most annoying things throughout a game is you would constantly be getting Mm. yelled at by the line judge. Y'all would have conversations and debates over how, you know, far back or how up you needed to be all throughout the game. And so it just shocked me that it went on that bad and that egregiously all game long. Andrew, if I'm a Chiefs fan, am I worried? Last night, Aiden Hutchinson caused a lot of problems. And, you know, there's been some turnover on that line. Are they going to be okay? Here's what I would say. I, I think obviously it's different guys. You know, that's the thing I don't think more, not enough people really talked about going into this season. You, you really replace both tackles and there's going to be, whether they're veterans or not, this feeling out process of every quarterback so different. When I went from Carson Palmer to Andy Dalton and, you know, we had Bruce Gradkowski in some of those years, AJ McCarron, guys that played when they were injured or, you know, going to the Rams and playing with Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. 
Um, you know, there's everybody's a little different. Their style, where they go in the pocket. Like, do they like to step up? Do they like to retreat backwards? Like, do they like to run out of the pocket? So I think you look at it even like a Donovan Smith. He just played with Tom Brady, who literally does nothing but stand in one spot, right? <laughs> and so then you got Patrick Mahomes, who's going to move all over the place to throw the football. I, I think there's just this little bit of time of regardless of whether you think they're going to play well enough, they're going to have to have a little bit of a feeling out time to like in a game, here's the timing and rhythm with which plays are going to happen and when I'm going to get in and out of the pocket. And I think that takes a little while to develop a relationship there and and a trust. Andrew Withworth, of course, the all-pro left tackle, is joining us now on behalf of Thursday Night Football, which streams exclusively on Prime Video Thursday nights. We love the setup with you guys, with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Krista Thompson, Richard Sherman, Tony Gonzalez. You got Al and Kirk. I mean, you guys got a really good – Kelly Hartung, you guys got a really good crew. Who's, like, the craziest one off the set? Like, who's the wildest one? Well, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic's an absolute lunatic. Uh, you know, but he is just – I always say this. He he could just as much talk about football as, as be on Saturday Night Live. I mean, he you know, he he's that kind of guy. He's hilarious, always witty and funny and um, doing something, always up to some kind of antics. You know, I was telling – I did NFL Network a couple nights ago, and I was telling him he, he usually hits the lower lever on my chair right before we go on air live, like so that my chair drops like a foot. Uh, and you're just like panicking to fix your chair back right before we go on air. But, you know, it's always something with him. Uh, he's a riot, man. But our whole crew, we have a lot of fun. I mean, I, I never realized it could be this much fun covering the game and bouncing around city to city. Uh, we can't wait to get all back together. So I'm an Ivy Leaguer to brag, Andrew. I don't know if I want Ryan Fitzpatrick representing us anymore. Because he, he's got these commercials. Like, he does not come off like a dude who went to Harvard. Does he do anybody? Uh, you know what? I agree with you there. You, we, we have a lot of fun. I always tell the, the Amazon crew, our, our, yeah. it's, it'd be more fun to give us a camera on Thursday and show our Thursdays because we go every every city. We go to lunch. We try to find the, the thing to do in that city, whether it's Seattle going to the fish market or whatever, and uh, kind of bounce around and, and just, you know, typical antics, finding something to do that's funny and, and fun and enjoy the city some with fans and everything else. Uh, he's a riot. He definitely doesn't come. He's crazy intelligent. So you know that part of him being going to Harvard, but he's uh, he's definitely a guy who doesn't give off that Harvard vibe. Andrew Whitworth is joining us, the All Pro left tackle, Super Bowl champion, of course. So, okay, which offensive line are you most worried about this season? Is it the Jets? Is it someone else? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of groups that you could say that you're you're worried about, but I. I look at it more of the teams that we think are going to win a Super Bowl or have a chance to be there at the end and, and win this thing. I think if you put all those teams in a category, you know, I think that the Jets are probably a team you're most concerned about, mainly because, you know, Dwayne Brown played, you know, great last year when he was able to and, and you know, played through the shoulder injury and all that. But, you know, those injuries, they matter. And over time and age and everything else, you know, is, is he will he be able to stay healthy and stay in there and do the job that he's always done when he plays that position? And then you look on the other side, Makai Becton, like, you know, his knee injury was a very serious one. And he is a large human being, if you've ever been around him. And so knees and ankles and those kind of things on big linemen like that, they're tough to overcome. So I would say of all the teams that you're really putting in that conversation of, man, we think this team could go to the Super Bowl and be a, a really a contender this year right off the jump. They're that team you probably have the biggest circle around because you just want to see how healthy are they and also 
again, like I said earlier, new quarterback, although it is Aaron Rodgers, the ball comes out and all those things, there's still a little bit of learning each other and where that quarterback likes to live in the pocket. I just want to point out, Andrew Whitworth is listed at 6'7", 330 was your playing weight, and you just called someone else <laughs> a really big dude. I feel like that doesn't happen it very is, often. That is very true. That's a great point because he is a big man. <laughs> On the opposite end of the spectrum, your former team, the L.A. Rams, the way they're built right now, there's a chance they might not be very good. You know Sean McVay. Could somebody like Sean McVay handle being a losing team? You know, I think you look at last year, you know, I think that was a massive disappointment to them. Really, when you match what their expectations were compared to what their result is. And, and you know, there's tons of reasons, you know, with the injuries and everything else they had were insane. I mean, NFL history loss and offensive line room. But I think that they have a lot of young pieces this year that make it different. Because even if you do not win as many games as you expect, you have such a young football team that there's almost an excitement of teaching them the game and how to be good pros and how to week in and week out, bring that enthusiasm and infectious energy to chase who it is. They want to be better every day, which are things you hear him talk about all the time. It almost gets him to kind of live out. Hey, these are the mantras and all the things I talk about and how can we continue to apply them and teach these young guys to become great NFL pros. So I, I think the mindset's a lot different this year. It's about, who are we come December and November, really, you know, compared to where we start? Then really, hey, are we going to go try and chase winning a Super Bowl? I think it's getting better and seeing where this thing ends up by the end of the year. Well, if that's the case, how long will Matthew Stafford stick around in L.A. then? Well, I think if there's anybody that's had some experience of having some rough years, <laughs> yeah. I think Matthew Stafford's had them. So I, I don't think he's too disappointed. The only difference in here in Detroit is, He's got a little Super Bowl ring in his back pocket. So I, I think you have a little more tolerance for, you know, raising the young guys when that uh, shiny little diamond rings in your back pocket and a whole lot more money. Uh, Andrew Whitworth joining us on behalf of Amazon Prime Thursday night. Last one for you, and this is kind of like obligatory. We're asking all of our guests this, basically. Are you a believer in the Colorado Buffaloes? Are you buying the Deion Sanders hype? Is this something that is, you know, you know, that you're caught up into or are you not paying attention? Uh, I pay a lot of attention to it. I am definitely caught up in it. I had a chance to to visit with uh, their offensive line coach this this offseason at one of the O-line clinics, the OL Masterminds deal, and I've kind of kept up with him and so I, I've been bought in. I'm, I'm excited. I, I love it when I see a former accomplished NFL pro like him, who's obviously the ultimate accomplished guy, right? One of the best ever to do it, and if not the best. And But to see them when they get into this level where it's like, hey, I'm going to go to college, raise up people, teach the game of football, um, to see them be successful, I think it's so fun. I, I wish more and more players would get involved in coaching and uh, show what they know. I mean, so it's, it's really fun. I'm, I'm all bought in. I'm all about prime. And uh, I can't wait to watch the season. Andrew Whitworth, last one, real quick. You mentioned Makai Becton, the big man. I mentioned you are listed six seven three thirty. Who else do you think do you consider a big guy? <laughs> like you yourself, uh, calling someone a lot else. Of big guys in the NFL. You know, they're, they're, you know, mostly basketball players that I usually call big guys. <laughs> Makai Becton's one of those few NFL linemen that he's a big man. I mean, he he is big. He's really big. But I mean, when I started in the league, you had Jonathan Ogden and Orlando Pace and. You had some of those guys that were big, big, huge left tackles, right tackles, you name it, across the league. And Makai kind of reminds me of that earlier in my career, those bigger tackles. 
Andrew Whitworth forgot to mention amongst all your accolades, also Walter Ma- Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in 2021. Good luck this season. We hope to talk with you again. Andrew Whitworth, watch him Thursday night football streams exclusively on Prime Video Thursday nights. Thanks, Andrew. Can't wait. Thank you all. Appreciate you. Thanks, Andrew. Of course, coverage for Thursday night's games on Prime Video begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, Jawan Taylor last night was actually got comical. I'm like, that <laughs> dude is so far off the line. It's it's not even close. And then when they brought in Terry McCauley and he – Terry McCauley, the officiating expert at NBC, yeah. he's like he made it sound like this isn't even close. Like, what are we doing here, people? It was obvious. Well, didn't he also say it's kind of like on the Lions to have to point it yeah. out to the officials? It's like, well, why? You've got a million cameras here. We got fifty yeah. referees now. You got a whole command center back in New York. Like, it's that obviously- being said, I mean, listen, we all there was a lot of faux offensive line experts. Like, I actually did. <laughs> did you know the rule about the uh, center's belt? No, I learned it. It was very interesting. Yes. Uh, and the false starts, he was pretty good, by the way. He was real close to the uh, the start. So a lot of those were like, ooh, that was a gray area. So I give him a little credit for that. The guy could read the snap count perfectly. Well, the fact that they did call it basically on the last – not basically, they called it on the last drive, and we've been watching it all night, and then he gets called for the false start that went from a 4th and 20 yeah. to a 4th and 25, and Andy Reid still went for it. What I don't understand is people are ripping – I heard this take this morning – I get going for it on 4th and 20, but I don't get going for it on 4th and 25. What? <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> I don't There's even, no difference. Yeah, I, I don't totally understand that. I mean, Andy won't go for it on 4th and 2 multiple times, but yeah, I'll definitely go for it on 4th and 25 with the two-minute warning and three timeouts. Okay, Andy. I just think that, you know, there's a message you're sending to your defense when you've got three timeouts and the two-minute warning and you're on a 4th and 25, even if you have Mahomes. And it's a one-score game, and you're like, we're going to go for it here? It's like, punt the ball away. Well, the other thing, too, about the Chiefs' defense, all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they showed up on this drive, and they looked exhausted. They hadn't been on the field the entire half because the Lions got a pick six, and the Chiefs had these long drive after long drive. I don't know how they got so tired, but I guess the Chris Jones factor or something, they were shutting down the Lions most of the game, and then they just they they wore out. What a bizarre game. You know, Again, I, we're probably not giving enough credit to the Lions, but sometimes Andy Reid will do that to you. Like he'll he'll find a way to make it interesting in the loss. Coming up, we got the creepiest thing we've ever seen. But guys, you got to stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. It's sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions do apply. The latest on the Dallas Cowboys next. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress 
Pinterest brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you're the MVP because when you see that green check, you'll know that part fits your vehicle. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The drive of the week came in Colorado's 45-42 victory over TCU, trailing by four with less than seven minutes left. The Buffaloes went on a six-play, 82-yard drive that ended with a 46-yard TD pass from Shador Sanders to Dylan Edwards on a fourth-and-two play, uh, including two tacklers who may have been betting on the Buffaloes on the other side of the <laughs> Don't ball. Don't no, say that with Iowa, Iowa State playing each other this weekend. Don't make jokes about guys betting on their own game. I, oh, by the way, the over-under on that game, 36 and a half. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, which is a typical Iowa over-under, yeah. but that is going to be a not quite the battle that has been passed. Okay, I'm getting so excited for this weekend. I think some people are going to tune into the NFL, especially on <laughs> Sunday night when the Giants and Cowboys play in front of 46 million people. Uh, there seems to be a lot going on with the Cowboys, though, Mac. Yeah, let's get to our Cowboy Quickie. to the game stuff i just want everyone to know that we are now forever going to eternally be graced by the presence of jerry jones there's a new artificial intelligence system that will now make jerry jones immortal and if you think i'm joking listen to this the reason at&t stadium is at&t stadium is because to me at&t was like saying america And I wanted our Dallas Cowboys, America's team, to be associated with Alexander Graham Bell and AT&T. All right. That was an AI-generated version of Jerry Jones that exists right now at the Cowboys Stadium where you can go and ask him certain questions and hologram AI Jerry Jones will answer your questions. This is the seventh circle of hell. We are now in the apocalypse Congratulations, everybody. Just the meteors come at any moment. I hear you. But by the way, that's, a to me, another classic example. There's nothing AI about that. It's video. I don't understand, like, I need Jerry Jones to be able to talk to me when he's dead, like, full on, like, have a conversation, like, back and forth. Um, He's going to be making draft picks for the Dallas Cowboys in the year 2058. Like, is, this that's is what it. I need. He, yeah. he just read an ad to AT&T to camera and they put it on the No, billboard. no, no. If you see it, it's not I saw him. It. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's not him? It's like an image of him. It's, it's not. A it's a hologram of him. Right, right. But they filmed him. I saw it. it. They filmed him and he said that thing about AT&T. I read AI. I thought a fake Jerry no, Jones. No, now you can have like a conversation with him. You could ask him other questions about him really? growing up and playing football in Arkansas and stuff like that. Are you serious? Yeah, the only thing they put out was the AT and T thing because they're doing an ad. But no, this okay. This yes. is great. This is this is this is humanity going all downhill. <laughs> this is Jerry forever in our life. And by the way, Super Bowl window now for the Cowboys open in infinity <laughs> because he'll probably be hoisting a Lombardi Trophy, a hologram of him if they win in like the year two thousand, you know, seventy five. Yeah, uh, so you're not you don't think they're going to win until then? Is that what you're calling <laughs> right listen, now? Listen, I didn't say a word. Uh, one other interesting Cowboys thing: 
This is from Dak Prescott. Clarence Hill had this from uh, Dallas Morning News that Dak Prescott requested to be sedated and put under for a total of 11 hours to get a leg tattoo back in March. Prescott said, people are going to think this is crazy, and it is crazy. I get that, but I'm crazy. That's my point. Uh, I, I, It is who I am. I know I am. I'm not afraid of nothing. Now... He got sedated for 11 hours to get Apparently this. Apparently he's afraid of that needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not afraid of nothing except for 11 hours of tattooing. He got sedated. I'm seeing a picture of his leg on social media, and I can't tell what animal this is on his leg. It looks kind of like a reindeer. Maybe it's like a bull. Could be a buffalo. Imagine getting put out for 11 hours, and I can't even tell what animal this is. I'd probably want a refund. That's your cowboy quick. It's definitely not a horse. Oh, I don't know. I am not in the game of judging tattoos because there's a whole different set of aesthetics. No, but I just can't tell what's the animal here. Is it a moose? I have no idea. Exactly. It's not, I'm not judging it. I just can't tell what this is. I guess I'm judging. Yeah, you're judging, but I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going into like a tattoo crowd and because there's a whole different thing going on there. This is probably really high end. I would imagine like people I mean, would be like, whoa. Yeah, it looks pretty high end. I mean, the shading on it is pretty cool. Anyway, I don't know what that animal but it is. Does, it makes it sound like a wimp that he had to get knocked out. I, I think that a lot of tattoo people would be like, that's soft, right? 11 hours? That's nuts. That would hurt so much, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't have any that's tattoos. very common, isn't it? Is that, a, is that unprecedented? You don't have to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback to get an all-day tattoo. Right? I don't think you do it all in one sitting. Yeah, you do like three, but yeah. they're like eight hours a piece. I not not for me, uh, but more power to you. But eight, also five, to five, the five, fact that, that Dak said <laughs> those things at the beginning about that's me. I'm not afraid of anything. The only kind of people who say that are afraid of things. <laughs> like, what is he out there saying? He's like, that's typical Dak Prescott, just so, you know, totally brave. Like, dude, just let let it your actions speak for yourselves. Yeah, good point. I never really thought that he was afraid of anything. To your point, until until he he brought it up. That's just who Dak Prescott is, Maggie. He's the kind of guy who goes under 11 (laughs) hours to get a tattoo. Apparently. um, But further note, um, for this game, Cowboys are going to play the New York Giants. The Giants have Darren Waller now listed as questionable, and that's not a surprise because he's been injured a lot through his career. I know Stu just gave me a side eye there, Raider resident Raider fan. Um, But also... Just checking the Dallas Cowboys injury report. Um, Hold on one second. I'm going to get that for you. Yes, Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith and Donovan Wilson all listed as questionable right now. So two offensive tackles and a safety, all questionable. Yeah, and uh, Jerry talked about this today, of course. Uh, He said that Tyler Smith is the the bigger concern uh, this reminds me of, I think it was right around this time last year when you had your infamous offensive lineman take. Was it about the Cowboys? It definitely was. Yeah, so, you know, they just just need some big guys to push someone around. They'll <laughs> Listen, be fine. I said, I said he could handle in two weeks. <laughs> yes. I said Jason Peters could come off the street, and if you gave him a few weeks, he could play solid offensive line for the Cowboys. And for some reason, I got an avalanche of criticism. Um, uh, but by sorry, way, bigger a, upstate, yeah. uh, update. Sorry, Tyler Smith did participate in the Cowboys mock game Friday, okay? And Tyron Smith participated also in that mock game according to John Machota, the athletic. So who are we giving the edge here? Two questionable linemen or one questionable tight end here? Which is a bigger possible issue? 
Um, I think it's a tie. It might be. <laughs> Two linemen versus Darren Waller. I'm counting him into my Giants offensive production. Is that stupid? Why it... would you? He's hurt all the time. Because I watched preseason. The guy is the best receiver that's been in Giants uniform since Odell left. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, let's get to our Cowboy fan. That'd be Big Dave, who's in Kentucky. Dave, how are you? This is freaking awesome. Now I feel like Jerry could continue to jack things up from beyond the grave. <laughs> I mean, how, does, how does it get any better than this? You, Dave, rest assured, knowing you're going to have Jerry Jones in your life, whether you like it or not, till the end of time. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen, guys, I've got something for you, all right? Yeah. Hey, wait, David, then uh, I got something for you. Uh, go ahead. Right. Go ahead with your football question. Cool. Here's the thing. I got to thinking about this last night. You know, I know um, Mahomes, I know they lost lost the game, but, you know, I'm sitting there admiring his talents. I'm, I mean, the guy's just – I mean, you got to give him props. I mean, you seriously do. Of course, without a couple of major weapons. But this this question came to me. And don't ask me why, but you and McLevin were the first two that, that came to my mind when, when it did. Okay. How many quarterbacks in the NFL could you instantly plug in to the teams that we would consider to be elite? I mean, obviously not everyone. Let, let's pull a random team out of our hat. The Dallas Cowboys. Okay, yeah. How many, how many quarterbacks that are in the league right now playing do you think that you could legitimately plug into a team and make them an instant Super Bowl favorite. Ooh. Um, I mean, back of the envelope here, Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen. Yeah, but Josh Allen goes to the Cowboys. He's not winning a Super Bowl. Well, he might not win yeah, with the Bills. <laughs> That's... I love this. This is exactly what I, I want. I want to hear you guys debate this. I want to hear your rationale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, uh, um, actually, honestly, Dave, two wait, years ago, you Matthew go, Stafford. I'm not sure Patrick Mahomes wins a Super Bowl with Dallas. I think there's a lot going on in Dallas. I think... I, I don't know. I'm uh, not sure. I think Mahomes is partly because of this Kansas City system. I don't think he has success everywhere. Wait, Dave, I got to ask you, you something. You. Hold on one second. Yeah. Because this is a great this is a great topic, but I got to ask you something that you you have shared with us previously on on a, a previous show that you used to work in the prison system, right? You were a former warden? Yes, former okay. warden, yes. So, this is crazy, but we have like three people who have broken out of prisons in the last couple days, and I'm dying to get your thoughts on this because one of them is in, like, rural Pennsylvania, like a suburb of Philadelphia, where this mm-hmm. guy who was wanted for murder in his native Brazil then got to the United States, murdered his girlfriend in front of her children. Horrible, gruesome story. Just got sentenced to life in prison, and then he just escaped from the prison, and he's still on the loose. Dave, how does this happen? How do people break out of prisons? This day and time, especially someone um, that would be classified as that high risk, that there is a systematic breakdown somewhere that's of a, of the most serious nature. In other words, the fish usually sinks from the head down. You know, for instance, in Kentucky, which is where, uh, even though the last six or eight years, last eight years of my tenure, I actually went over into the private sector, so I spent a lot of time actually traveling around the country, state to state, auditing facilities, opening up facilities, uh, getting them accreditation prepared and that. But if you have uh, someone of that nature that is able to escape, like this guy multiple times, it's a systematic breakdown because technology, uh, the physical barriers that are, the way prisons are constructed, prisons, jails, regional jails, that type of thing, 
the way they're constructed this day and time with the technology, the surveillance technology and all that, then right. it is a... Does it have to be like an inside problem. job or something? Like, does someone have to kind of been in on this be in order to escape a prison? Can can Or can a prisoner just do it rogue? No. For a case like you're talking about with this guy, if it's happened multiple times, he's that... You're talking about somebody from Brazil, and this has happened more than one time, then the first thing that came to my mind when you said that is that see here's the thing federal federal inmates i still call them convicts probably can get by with that the same time but federal convicts uh you you have a lot of your drug cartel people in that you got multi-million dollar convicts locked up in the federal prison system international prisoners and things of that nature versus uh state convicted felons so when you get into people like that that have got listen, money will buy a lot of things. Mm. I mean, I have seen, I have seen, I've had to walk employees out uh, of a facility and charge them with felony introduction of contraband for a couple of thousand bucks. Imagine what wow. someone like that, who has probably got millions of dollars of his, at his disposal, at his disposal, listen, it'll buy a lot of things. Crazy. Well, Dave, thank you for that. I had to uh, tap into, you know, your former life there because, and thank you for the phone call and good luck to your Cowboys on Sunday night. I, this story has been wild. I don't know. You've been following it. It's in suburban Philadelphia. Yeah, it's really scary. Totally uh, scary. Um, yeah, It's surprising to me that I haven't caught this person yet. It's been but, nine days. He's been on the loose. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I went to summer camp right next to, have you ever heard Greaterford Prison? No. It's pretty much a, one of the two or three most secure prisons on the entire East Coast. Okay. And it, literally, I could see it from where I was at camp, and it always freaked me out. Yeah, hell of a camp. view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other side was the Limerick Nuclear Power Plant, so you could see those oh, towers. Wow. That's <laughs> really sandwiched they, in between. The camp got some cheap land. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, have you been reading about Philadelphia lately? Basically, it's dangerous to walk on the streets everywhere there. They've had a huge crime problem this year. But that's besides the point. I'm not going to get into that. No. So, we uh, saved the politics, religion, and parenting advice for the podcast. I don't know if that's quite politics. It's like the number one story in Philadelphia for the last two years has been really just a, it's been a really sad, uh, sad, a lot of violence. But that being said, the shutting schools, telling people to stay in their house. Yeah. People insane. are like in lockdown because this guy has been terrorizing. He got into someone's house and had broken into their home through, like, French doors that basically, like, didn't shut properly. The guy's upstairs with his wife and three kids. They're sleeping. They hear something. Go down in the middle of the night. He thinks he hears something in his kitchen, so he flicks the lights on and off, and then all of a sudden downstairs, the lights flicked back on and off. Like, the guy was communicating with him as he's in his kitchen, and then... Uh, you know, left the house. Oof. He's like, I'm calling the police, and the guy left, and they still scary. haven't found him. I got to tell you, I find the city where I live, Brooklyn, much less scary than the suburbs. Just being in a house, <laughs> yeah. I find houses terrifying. <laughs> because every scary movie well, that's is usually like a, the house itself is possessed or something. That situation you just described with the flickering, that never happens in a studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got only, 99 yeah. problems with that anyone. <laughs> yeah, the house, I mean, you live in New Jersey, kind of. I, I saw your ha- a picture yeah. of your house the other day. When you hear like a knock in the middle of the night, don't you freak out? Yeah, I tell my husband, well, go go check it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my apartment is in the middle of t- total and utter chaos 24 hours a day. <laughs> I woke up the other day at, at 6 in the morning. There are seven helicopters hovering right over my apartment. Why? 
I don't know. I have no idea. Still don't know. <laughs> they weren't even looking at traffic. I maybe they were looking at me. I don't know what was <laughs> going all, on. They're coming after you for your uh, bad taste. A lot of times they shut down the Brooklyn Bridge for like you know when drug cartel guys are going back forth to prison like El Chapo. Yeah, lovely. Might have been that. It was either. I have no idea. But anyway, we hear random noises all night. There's an upstairs neighbor who makes all this noise. There's a below neighbor. I get so freaked out by the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> because you're you're asleep, all of a sudden the light starts flickering downstairs. You're like, get me out of this yeah. place. I, 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 yeah, this this story though is just crazy. I can't believe they haven't found this guy. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's wild. It's just, I mean, let's call in the FBI. Let's get the dogs out there, or whatever. One of the dogs got heat stroke. It's like we only got one dog. The dogs <laughs> got heat stroke. Send in the other dog. I don't know. This is crazy. Uh, coming up. What? Just send him the other dog. <laughs> there has to be another one. <laughs> There's one dog than... in the whole police force. What are we doing? I think you need more than two for the entire city of Philadelphia. I, Especially at a good point. It's Can't you lend humans. somebody a dog? Like a <laughs> yeah, police just, dog? Just, just take my shorty poo. Samter's dog weighs like two pounds. But another dog. Someone has to have one. 855 2124 CBS. 855 2124 Four two two seven. Uh, okay, coming up, we've got a lot to do here. We got picks to make. We've got our celebrity NFL picker coming up at the top of the hour. We did such a terrible job promoting this, but we are going to have celebrities picking NFL games every Friday this week, and we've just decided to tell people about it right now. Who will the celebrity be week one? You have to wait around to find out. Again, top of the hour, celebrity picker coming in to make NFL picks after this. Oh, boy. NFL picks. And the advice duck is in the house. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Lawrence in Omaha. Maggie, have you picked your college football team yet? Oh, boy. You can submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, Mag. Yeah. It's that time of year. We're a week in. <laughs> it's past uh, that time count, of year. Count week zero. We're two weeks in. Uh, of course, everyone knows you went to GW, who does not have any football program. Never had a football program, have they? No. They sell t-shirts that say uh, GW football undefeated. Yeah, that's awesome. So you get to pick a new team every year. What, what are the hats you have out here? Okay, so of course I was rooting for the Cal Bears last year. That didn't go so great. Uh, I've got LSU in front of me. I've got... Arkansas, I've got South Carolina, and I was supposed to have another hat that unfortunately didn't make it if you're watching youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. So now, while you guys think that this segment is for the advice duck, it's the announcement. Hit the music, Stu. This season, I will be rooting for the Oregon Ducks. Hold for applause. Yeah, well. Let's put the duck suit on. How about them ducks? How about them ducks? Bonix, the school that gave us such greats as Marcus Mariota and Justin Herbert and Dennis Dixon. 
and yeah, the school that gave Dan us Dennis Fouts. Dixon. Um, well, Michael James. Let me get this straight. I'm proud to be a duck this season. Go Ducks! That's awesome. But let me get this straight. You're you're picking the team that won 81 to seven over the team that got blown out by Florida State, <laughs> the team that lost to North Carolina, the team that is Cal. Arkansas looked good against nobody, but you can't pick it. Is this Listen, okay? Is this within the rules? You scored eighty-one points last week. Were you waiting to see? I don't want to hear it against Portland State. No, we were waiting for the hat to show up, but because of that terrible <laughs> storm in the Gulf of Florida, it never got here. Uh, okay. Were you, were you worried that when they they might have won too big and caused some people worrying about you jumping on the bandwagon? Or no, I've been sitting next to you for the last year yeah. and a half. I've gotten a PhD level education yeah. on bandwagon yeah. jumping from you. So I didn't feel bad about this at all. I'm going you with the did. flow. You no, earlier I'm the going I, with the work. I'm gonna let people behind the, the scene here a little bit. Earlier in the week, Maggie told me the the possible teams. She said, I am a little worried about how big Oregon won <laughs> because when does a team score eighty one points? So this is the perfect time for me to get on the bandwagon. Like, Can't could they have just stopped at seventy two? Like why do they have to go to eighty one? I'm I'm only okay with this if Maggie does what the Ducks mascot does and does push ups for every point that they score. So I think mm. the Duck mascot had to do five hundred and sixty something push ups yeah. because of the eighty one points. So Maggie, if you can do five hundred and something push ups, <laughs> I'm all for it. Let's yeah. go. Every week push ups for the ducks. All right. Uh, th- that has to be two people, right? You can't let one person do five hundred push ups. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, you I, I don't think so. duck. I- you're well, saying they, they that they're sending the other duck. <laughs> Do they have, I mean, I don't know if colleges have enough. You know, if Philadelphia only has one dog, I don't know that there's two guys who could be the duck at Oregon or two women. Why not? I'm not doing 500 push-ups. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Wait, are you going to do 250? Uh, no. <laughs> I can't do two. Um, so I will be rooting for the Oregon Ducks this year. Go Ducks. Let's go. What happens when they play your Colorado Buffaloes in week four? It's going to be tough. I'm going to be split, but I'm with the Ducks now. You got to root for the Ducks then. I will be rooting for the Ducks. So here's the question. Does Advice Duck turn into the Advice Oregon Duck? I think Advice Duck might just be like, I don't just the Duck now? I'm not sure what to do, but luckily we had the costume and the suit. I guess maybe I'm giving it as the advice, like maybe only Oregon football questions now. I have no idea what we're going to do. We did not think this through, but (laughs) I'm now rooting for the Ducks. Let's get back to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Ethan is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. He wants to talk about last night's Chiefs-Lions game. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing all right. Trying to keep my kids from tearing up the house while I call in. So, pretty good. Good luck with all that. <laughs> yeah, I love Andrew Whitworth, but um, I have to disagree. I think the Chiefs are in big trouble. Mahomes is going to be running for his life all season, especially with the two tackles. Um, as a Bucks fan, you know, Donovan Smith was pretty bad last year. He's on the back end of his career, and that was just vintage Donovan Smith, the most important play of the game. He gets beat badly and gets a horrible holding penalty, which forced him back to first and 20 or second and 20, whatever it is. So, yep, yep I think they're in trouble. That was amazing, by the way, that there weren't more holds early on because – Mahomes was really testing that line. He didn't like his first look ever. No. So he's running around like crazy. I felt, I felt like the officials were keeping the flags in the pockets last night based on the fact that there just were not a lot of them. Yeah, and then it is interesting. Ethan, great call, and good luck with the kids and stuff. I got no advice for you there. Put a movie on. But the thing is, they call they end up calling the false start, 
at, you know, listen, the game was probably doomed. Like, what are the odds that even the great Patrick Mahomes is going to complete a fourth and 20? Well, he did throw it right to the guy's hands. But I yeah. know, but then a fourth and 25. I mean, it was just it was just terrible. I think when Tony dropped the, that last ball, that took the wind out of their sails. And then that holding call was just devastating. Yeah, and they started off the drive with a penalty, right? Oh, no, no, it was the Tony drop and then a penalty. Yes. Yep. So, then but the holding call. They, I can't believe they had second and two, basically, in some form or three drives in a row, were stuffed each time. It's Kansas City, really. Like, they got to go back to the drawing board and say, hey, you know what? Let's not mess around. I think they got super cocky in that game. Don't you think that Mahomes looked like, oh, well, I'm winning this game. It's Arrowhead. There's no way I'm losing. They got the ball back with 230. They're down a point. Of course everyone thought they were yeah. going to win that game because I've watched Mahomes win that game so many times. How many times have they blown a lead to an NFC team in the fourth quarter at Arrowhead? Ever? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they, they do not lose that, that game. Let's go to Patrick. He's in Myrtle Beach. Patrick, how are you? Yeah, how are you doing? Great. What's up? Um, so this was, it just reminded me, you guys were talking about, you know, you picking a new team and you picked Oregon, that's fine. But I wanted to share an, an anecdotal story that I heard recently about, uh, you know, you know, Furman University? Uh, yeah. The Paladins. Okay. Have you um have you ever if you are you familiar with the story about their changing of the name? Uh no. Okay, so this is great, right? Um so they had to change it because they uh apparently the acronym that spelled out on shirts and and uh, like you know signs was Furman University. I didn't want to hear the end of that. There was something. I mean, come on, we all know where that there was. There was something about that call that just didn't sound right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're not going to go to that one. We've been doing this too long. We can smell this stuff coming. Well, we actually could smell it coming, but then he already got the Furman University. <laughs> yeah, even a third grader could figure out where that was headed. <laughs> he didn't have, didn't have to figure that one out. Um, all right. So, wait. By the way, yes. Furman is the Paladins, right? Or did I make that up? Um, Who is the Paladins? And that's like. And I thought that was something related to ducks, remember? <laughs> and it's really a medieval Templar. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember that. They're the paladins. Yes, the Furman Paladins. What's that? Correct, the Furman Paladins. And you know what a paladin is. It's a medieval knight that fought in the Crusades. Who doesn't know that? <laughs> that guy you know, knew that. Maybe I, that's listen, where my brother going. is a D&D dungeon master. Of course I know about paladins. Wait, were paladins in D&D? Yeah, of course. Paladins and wizards and dwarves. Here's and a question about your your brother stuff. being the Dungeons and Dragons, the dungeon master. You put that on a resume. Oh, that yeah. is his resume. Dungeons and Dragons like the hottest thing in the world. Like it became cool again. Yeah, I know they have teenagers. a movie. Wait, wait, did you say again? <laughs> like it was yeah. it was popular, but it was never cool. But it's cool now. Now it's cool. It's not cool again. It's just it's cool now. How did it become cool? Because no, I feel like as you get older, nerds are in. Yeah, I think as you nerds get older, doing nerdy things is actually kind of cool. But I think when you're young people young, don't, you can't be a nerd. Yeah, but I feel like nerds are accepted in our culture in a way that they never were when in the eighties, in the Revenge of the Nerds era. Yeah. Ironically. Yeah, the Lambda 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 uh fraternity. Yeah. No, now nerds are cool. I also think there's something about nostalgia. I don't know when Dungeons and Dragons started, but to me it's like a nineties thing. And maybe people are having all sure. these nostalgia things for games. I think it might be a little older than that, but maybe. yes. Eighties um, and nineties. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, you know who's benefited off that uh, popularity of nerds? <laughs> Yours truly. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've been waiting all this time. Yeah. When you told me, shut up, Poindexter, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> when I stuffed you in a locker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I, I think that 
putting dungeon master on your resume could really throw people off. You might not know what you're getting there. We're talking about like, you know, how to build a sex room again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By the way, I don't think that uh, that show got picked up for season two. It's going out on a limb there. Shocker. Yeah. Even with a writer's strike and an actor's strike. Speaking of actors, celebrity picker coming your way next. Who is the first celebrity who's going to be picking NFL games? We're going to have a new one every week. So we start next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off on CBS Sports Radio.